Uh, hi, listeners. No. We, uh... <laughs> you don't have to start yet. I just hit record in case. Oh, oh, okay. Jeez. We've decided once a month, the last episode of each month, we are both going to discuss the same topic. Bum, bum, bum. But y'all don't know what the topics are. No. I love the can opening. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's a what are you drinking? good old 7-Eleven <gasps> cold brew. Well, look at you. All fancy-fied. It's yeah, not catching coffee, is it? No? No. 7-Eleven no doesn't catch Mm-mm. All right, so you're good. You're good. Okay. It's questionable sometimes. You never know. All right. Never. So, secret topic. Discussion secret topic, topic. Secret discussion topic that you and I will both do. And if anybody has a top secret that you would like both of us to discuss on the episode, the last episode of each month, you can email it to us at coffeechaoschatter at gmail.com. Yep. And we'll both do our own little research and discuss one topic. I, I think, think it'll be, be fun. fun. Yeah. I think that'll be a ton of fun. We probably should have saved the cloning for that because that was a huge topic. Yeah. To try to do. Yeah. Like we I was halfway through to... editing and I was like, oh man, this is still going. Ooh. Yes. All right. But we managed to do a little over an hour. So that's not bad. Heck yeah. That's not bad at all. So, uh, how was your week? Week? Week. Uh, yeah, you know that thing that happened between the last time we, we got together? Yep. All um, the days now? that went by? Mm-hmm. To now? Yeah. Yep, to now. Um, that's yeah. about it. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. Yeah, uh, didn't do too much. Played some video games. Uh, started working on a crochet blanket that I started almost a year ago. Well, that thing is going to have quite the detail if you've spent over a year on it. Or is it no. one of those things that you just kind of started and put it in the closet? Yeah, because I started doing it and I thought it would be easy. It's a very easy pattern. The lady that I watched the video for is like, you don't have to spend a lot of time on it. You get the first couple of rows and done. Now, I've already managed to make this thing all wonky. Like, it's uneven. It's very handmade. I'm very annoyed. And so I set it aside for a few months, and then I was like, I should just really make it anyway. It's handmade. Who cares? Like, if it keeps the person warm, it keeps the person warm. Well, that's your, you have to be perfect. And I know. It doesn't be perfect. Yeah, but it, I should show you this thing. I, I I'm <laughs> curious. I want to see now. But it's so far away. Oh, well, show me. My mom laughed at me when I showed her. Why would your mom laugh at you? Because it's wonky as fuck. It's, well, now I have to see it. I okay. mean, if, if mom's going to laugh at you, I have to see it. All so. right. Fine. Hold on. Okay. Bom, bom, bom. Ooh, I saw the string. Is it the yarn? Yarn? Yeah. I like the color. Yeah. Like, the colors are nice. Oh. But it's not straight because I can't count. So, you see the gap? Yeah. It's easier to see on the floor. I'll take a picture and show you. I can, I I see the wave. Yeah. The wave. I thought you did that intentionally. Why would your mom laugh at you? Because I was so annoyed when I was explaining it to her. That's why she laughed. Oh, yeah. well, 
like the colors. I think it looks good. Yeah. It's better than anything I could have done. So I'm going to try to finish it up here. Again. Worst case scenario, you just, you know. Oh, yes. Okay, uh-huh. before I ask about your week. All right. Hit me with it. So, signed up for my last five classes. I thought Woo-hoo! I only needed four, but it's five. I have to take one this summer. I'm very disappointed about. But I do my next four in the fall, and I can apply for graduation now. And I'll have my bachelor's. Yay! That's so exciting. I know. Way exciting. I know. Like the same day That's awesome. Eric was graduating, I found out I could apply for graduation. So I was really excited. That is awesome. Eric yeah. did graduate. Yeah, congrats. And fucking congrats, Eric. So excited. So excited. We celebrated and now he's recovering. <laughs> yeah. You must not have celebrated as hard. Thank God for liquid IV. Yeah. Yep. We're not as young as we used to be. So he um it was a good night though. It was a good night. We played uh we actually played Game of Thrones Monopoly. Okay. Which was awesome. It just kept going on and on. So we ended up doing a, there was three of us left and we all picked like one of our properties to be like a kill card. So if anybody landed on that property, they were automatically out and I ended up winning. So <laughs> I was like, yes. Sounds just like Game of Thrones. Was, yeah. Yes. And of course I was definitely um, the Lannisters. So of course the Lannisters win. Yeah. It was good. Good. But the Lannisters don't win in the end of the season. No, so but I won, and so I'm rewriting history. You're welcome. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Fair. Other than that, uh, I think uh, that's really it. Like, yeah, we, it's been, wow, we're really boring. We need yeah. lives. Not, no. No, I don't think so. No? Like, I work, I come home, sometimes I play video games, sometimes I don't. Oh, uh, on Apple Arcade, do you have Apple? No, you have Android because you're lame, but that's okay. On I a- love my Android. <laughs> Apple is going to be the killer robots that everybody is talking about. Hey, at least I'm on the, the side of Apple. So if my phone, actually, I got a couple of things. Apple Arcade, they've rejigged Oregon Trail. Oh. So the other night, Friday night. I spent three and a half hours playing. I got to leg four of the trail and everybody died. It was a very sad time. So I restarted. Are you emotionally okay? Do we need no. to talk about this? No. Okay. Because the way my people died was very sad. Oh. One died of a snake bite and I had oh. no medicine to give her. So she died. And then oh. the other three died of starvation and high dehydration. Wow. I ran out of food and money, so I couldn't get them any food. And I ran out of bullets, so I couldn't hunt. Did you have a stick? Go no up sticks. and stab something? Man, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. So It'll be all right. The <laughs> grieving process, everybody <laughs> grieves differently. You're like... right. I started over. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, so now we got a whole new group of people going. Yep. All right. No. All right, so I've started. They're past the, like, trial you know this is how you play the game stage and we're on our way to fort i don't even remember what the other thing have you ever watched death love and robots it's on netflix you need to watch it i'll do it tonight like it's a bunch of mini like series cartoony like animated it's really it's people's ideas that are really fucked up and then they animate them or draw them and they're actually kind of mind-blowing and i think it'll play into our secret topic at the end of the month oh well that okay i'll I'll watch it yeah season two just released you have to have eric watch it with you too okay 
Uh, but in season two, there is one episode, I think, called Santa Claus. It's fucked up. Okay. So don't watch that one intoxicated. Just be stone sober so you know what's real and what's not, right? <laughs> is that what you're saying? Probably. Okay. Yeah. Stay away from the booze when I get to that episode. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah, because if I was a kid and I watched that, I'm pretty sure I would be scarred for life. Is this something that we should show bad kids? Yeah, probably. So they straighten up the fly right? Yeah, probably. If see, you watch I'm it, really you'll see. Yeah. Okay. So death, love, and robots. It's death fucking great. I'm Anything else? I'm scared now. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm intrigued. So. Any, anything else? No, other than uh, my husband graduating. Now he needs to let him recover today. Tomorrow we're house cleaning. Nice. Mm-hmm. Did you find a house to live yet? No. That's so sad. We did go look at a few of them, a couple of them. And just, I don't, I mean, I don't know that we're nitpicking, but when the backyard's at a 45 degree angle, you yeah, know, I don't like that. Well, I don't like that at all. Like angling down or angling towards the house? Uh, angling down. Like the whole, street that we were looking at was like this huge hill and the house that we were looking at was closer to the bottom so it was like the backyard just kind of went it my nephew made a very valid point it would have been perfect for a slip and slide but like the hill like the backyard yeah the house level but the backyard dipped so the house is level. so you walk out the back door and then the backyard is this but sideways not like going back towards the back it goes sideways so you walk out the back door, you're looking at your yard. Yep. It's not going downhill towards the back end. It starts high on like the left side of the house and oh. goes down to the right side of the house instead of front to back. It's really weird. It was. It was really yeah, no, weird. Thank you. And it also had, you know how some houses have those bars on the window? Yeah. Okay. This house had bars on the window, but on the inside. So Eric was like, well, this guy was definitely beating his wife because the bars were on the inside, which didn't make any sense because if you wanted to break into the house, all you had to do is break the windows, stick your arm through the bar and unlock it. So it was really pointless and it didn't look good at all. And the back porch, they tried to do something with it and it it just was really weird really weird needless to say we did not bid on that house and um so we're still on the hunt we're still we're still hunting and that's uh, fine i think you're allowed to be nitpicky because if it's a place you're gonna spend your hard-earned yeah. dollars on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so you definitely want to find something that you're gonna like or that needs minimal fixing yeah well we definitely want move in ready i don't mind a few projects I don't even mind having to do a few upgrades to the house. We, But we definitely want something that's moving ready that's, you know, I don't think like we're asking too much. It's just yeah. the market's just crazy right now. It's just absolutely insane. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. yeah. So that's it. That's all I got okay. for right now. So did mom, did you let her know that you have released the third one so she didn't have to yell at you? Yes, I told her today. I said, by the way, episode three is up to go listen to. She's like, oh, good. Thanks for telling me. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) God. (laughs) I still see she hasn't sent the email, though. I know. I'm waiting. I am waiting. Mom, send the email. 
send the fucking email. Tell us what you want us to talk about. We'll dedicate a whole episode just to your topic. Yeah, we could do that. Send the email. Yeah. So we know. All right. I'm not. I'm not very patient. I'm still waiting. <laughs> My phone has not gone off. What are you doing? <laughs> Why haven't you sent it yet? I know you're not going to hear this till next week, but still. Send it now. This All is right. me in the future. Still waiting. Oh my god. So, on today's glorious episode of Coffee Chaos Chatter, I have Sabrina here with me. And we're going to be talking about some topics that we don't know what each other has looked up. I'm really hoping that my topic is not Sabrina's topic, but I have a feeling at some point we're going to cross paths and then it'll just turn into an extra discussion episode. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. uh, Without us even knowing it. Yeah, it'll probably happen. So, since I kicked off the last time, Sabrina's going to kick off this time. But I got a comment, like, she drinks out of the same cup every episode, and I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know if it's like a dedicated podcast mug. I mean, it might as well be. It's the biggest coffee mug I have. It holds the most alcohol, so that's why I drink out of it. (laughs) (laughs) If I, like, would go to the store and buy me another one, then, yeah. Might have to, like, get you a a nice present or something. It's a nice-looking cup. I just find it very entertaining that it's the same one every time. (laughs) I tell Eric when he, if he washes it, I tell him, you have to set it right here so I know where it is come Sunday because I've got to put alcohol in it and drink out of it. That's so, funny. and I don't ever drink out of this cup during the week, only on Sundays. So it is your dedicated podcast mug. All right. Well, that's yeah. fair. Okay. I need to get a label maker. I'll put a label on it. So what's your topic about today? Uh, so your friend kind of called us out on the Zodiac killer. You called them the Kodiak killer. Yes, Kodiak. And, and so we were corrected. There was in fact a Kodiak killer. That I can find zero information about. Yes, because it's G, and G was being a smartass. Oh. Yes. Okay. I was, I mean, I was searching this hardcore (laughs) for like 30 minutes going, this guy has lost his mind because it is nowhere to be found. I tried so hard. Yeah. And then I kind of put two and two together after a while because everything kept bringing me back to the Zodiac Killer. And I was like, ah. I don't think so. Yes. So just to, because I had already done all this research about (laughs) Alaskan killers, I decided (laughs) (laughs) we are going to do an Alaskan serial killer because the Kodiak killer, as I suspected, (laughs) does not not You know, I was like, well, fuck, man. Maybe I'm, maybe I've lost my mind, but. No, that, that was definitely G being a smart ass because I fucked up and he's very witty like that. Even when I worked with him. I'm telling you. Even when I I worked with him. I mean, it did, it took me, I'm I'm not going to lie. It took me a good solid 20 to 30 minutes to realize (laughs) that he was probably full of shit because I was, I was like, I'm going to find this and I'm going to do a story on this. And I was wrong. But since I was already in the area, I decided to do uh, Robert Hansen. Do you know who he is? Nope. He is also known as the Butcher Baker. Sounds terrifying. Uh, Like Sweeney Todd, but in Alaska. Okay. Well, yeah, we can say that. 
right, cool. Um, so my uh, sources that I got a lot of this information, uh, murderpedia.org mm-hmm. is amazing. Uh, they have pretty much all the information from all the other websites just in there together in a nice little egg, little Easter egg for us. Yep. Um, and also aetv.com. They did a story on this guy and it actually was pretty good. They did a little documentary on him and it was pretty good. And there have been several movies about this guy. So maybe once I start talking about it, well, I won't say several movies. I think there's been a couple. So we're going all the way back to 1940. Robert Hansen was born in Pocahontas. (laughs) All I can think of was the part of last episode of Geronimo, Geronimo. Geronimo, but we're in Pocahontas, (laughs) Idaho. Oh, okay. Not Geronimo, Idaho. Yep, okay. Hansen was the son of a Danish immigrant who uh, followed his father's footsteps as a baker. In his youth, Hansen was a skinny and painfully shy, afflicted with a stammer and severe case of acne that left him permanently scarred. And years later, he would recall his face as one big pimple. I don't know why that was in my notes, but I decided I should add it. Okay. Um, so he wasn't very, obviously, popular. He was shunned by attractive schoolgirls. Uh, he grew up hating them and nursing fantasies of cruel revenge. So okay. typical, typical. Angsty high school kid stuff. Only seems he let it get to him. Okay. Hanson actually got married in 1961 and divorced within the year. Following his first arrest on charges of arson, so he decided to start acting out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Six years later, he wed another Pocahontas native, and she actually followed him to Anchorage, Alaska, where he opened up his own bakery and prospered in the new land, safely uh, removed from the painful memories of childhood and adolescence. Uh, Hansen took flying lessons and purchased his own private plane, earning a reputation as an outdoors man and hunter who uh, stalked sheep, wolves, bear with a rifle or bow and arrow. So he liked to okay. hunt. That's okay. Probably not a good idea, but you know, you're in Alaska. Well, you're in Alaska. Yeah. In Alaska, you know. In 1972, Hansen was arrested twice more charged with the abduction and attempted rape of a housewife who escaped his clutches and the rape of a prostitute who did not. Serving less than six months on a reduced charge, he was picked up again for shoplifting a chainsaw in 1976. Wait, how does somebody shoplift a chainsaw? Like, that's not a small... That is, like, when I read that, that was my... I can picture this guy in, like, really baggy sweatpants with this huge five times too big overcoat, like, just trying to be sneaky. Like, trying to walk all cool out of the Walmart with a chainsaw yeah. hitting his leg. Like, this rectangular box in his hoodie. Like, sir, what is wrong with your chest? Oh, nothing. I just, you know, had some surgery. Like, get out of here, bro. I tried to hunt a bear. It didn't work. Right it now, didn't work. I have a box or so it happens it happens so he actually uh he was also convicted of larceny he well he was convicted of larceny he was sentenced to five years in prison but the verdict was overturned on an appeal so this guy just keeps getting out the alaska supreme court regarding his sentence they they decided it was too harsh because 
he tried to shoplift a, a chainsaw. Okay. Unknown to local authorities, Hanson's visible activities were only the tip of the very lethal iceberg. According to his confession, Hanson preyed consistently on women in the decade between 1973 and 1983, murdering and raping, or murdering 17 people, women, and raping another 30 who actually survived. Jesus. Oh, this is just... The man was busy. Very busy. Oh, my God. Very vengeful, too. Very vengeful. Like, yeah. you, sometimes you just gotta let your past go. Yeah, vengeful against the wrong people. You gotta deal with it. Like, so, he targeted mostly prostitutes, exotic dancers, and the like. He would abduct them by airplane and take them out to the wilderness where uh, he did his hunting. Outside of Anchorage, where... They were forced to act out Hans's private fantasies. If they came across with what I wanted, he explained, we'd come back to town. I'd tell them if they made any trouble for me, I had connections and would have them put in jail for being prostitutes. So he threatened them. Jesus. Uh, resistance or demands for payment after sex often resulted in assorted victims being murdered. Sometimes he would, he wouldn't pay them. If they gave him trouble, he murdered him, essentially. Well, you're not going to pay a prostitute that you abducted anyway. Like, they're now kidnapped. They were never... Well, here was his favorite thing to do. So he would strip them down and then stalk them like animals, making the kill with a hunting knife, his favorite or his favorite big game rifle. So he literally would put them... He would do what he wanted and then, like, let them run. And then he would hunt them and kill them. So it's crazy. That's pretty fucked up. Okay. Yeah. 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 So. That's like Ramsey Bolton. Okay. We're, we're doing good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the first indication of a killer at large came in 1980 when construction workers unearthed a woman's remains near at somewhere in Alaska, some kind of road. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name. It's E-K-L-U-T-N-A. E-K-L-U-T-N-A. Road. E-K- what? Uh, E-K-L- L-A-Lima. U-T-N-A. Uh-huh. There's no, like, how to pronounce it. Yep. So. Okay. So this E-Road, that's what we're going to call it, the E-Road. They found women's remains on the E-Road. She was stabbed to death in 1979. She was never identified and was dubbed the E-Annie, whatever that road's name was, Annie, by police uh, assigned to work the case. Later that year, the corpse of Joanna Messina was found in a grave pit near Seward, and a special task force was then organized to probe the killings. Special task force. I'm having trouble today. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, we're going to. Topless dancer Sherry Morrow had been dead 10 months when hunters found her body in a shallow grave beside Kink River. The discovery brought authorities no closer to the solution in their cases. So all these bodies just start piling up and they're like, what is happening? Um, in 1983, Hansen decided to save some time and energy by bringing his victims home. He called it his summer project, laying the groundwork by packing his wife and two children off on a European vacation. 
Next, he began running ads in local singles newspapers, seeking women to join me in finding what's around the next bend or over the next hill. Okay. From what I understood was he would bring them home and then the, he would take them to his fly the him fly them in the plane to his little plot of land where he hunted and that's where he killed a lot of people. A lot of women. I should stop saying people because they were all women and there was no evidence of any men that we know of. So when police so I didn't put the backstory. But police questioned a lady named Paulson. She described an abduction that seemed too horrific to be true. She had been picked up in the car of a weary, scruffy man soliciting her for sex. Paulson said she was handcuffed to the vehicle and threatened with a revolver, then taken to the man's home where he chained her from the ceiling of his den, then raped and tortured her repeatedly. From there, Paulson was brought to a small local airport where she made her escape while her perpetrator loaded his bush plane. When police took Paulson to the airport, she identified Henson's plane. A security guard there corroborated her story and said he'd taken down the license plate of the perpetrator. The vehicle belonged to Robert Henson. When police went to the address listed to the vehicle registration, the interior of the home matched the description Paulson gave. So the one that got away is how he ended up eventually getting caught. We had him pretty cold on kidnapping and the rape case, uh, said the detective in the case, which was eerily like where the suspecting was happening to all these other women. So they were kind of, they knew somebody was doing it, but this matched the other cases that they found. The FBI profile, John Douglas, took information that troopers had gathered about the other known victims and developed a criminal profile of the suspect. The perpetrator would have low self-esteem and would likely suffer from speech impediment, which the description matched. As we know, he had the little stutter. Hi, Deems! Sabrina said hi. He said hello. So uh, the detectives obtained a search warrant for Henson's house. They discovered jewelry from several of the missing women's, a rifle that matched the bullet casings found in the murder scenes, and a map of the Alaskan bush with a dozen X marks stored on the headboard of Hanson's bed. When they put the map up to the X's on the headboard, they actually marked like the map. It showed specific spots. So they got some people together and they, it took a while because it was so cold, but most of the spots, there were actual bodies and bullet casings that matched the weapon. So he was marking where his victims were, which was weird. Yeah. That's a little strange. Yeah. Uh, so one of the detectives said, as I said, they're watching Hanson. Uh, there was a transformation that took place. Uh, it was just amazing. His face got really red, and literally the hair on the back of his neck stood up. And that was when he changed in my eyes from Bob the Baker to Bob the Serial Killer. And all of a sudden, I'm looking at this guy thinking, there's the guy who killed those people. So maybe a split personality, maybe? Uh, maybe, yeah. Realizing that his gig was up, Hansen confessed to 17 murders in exchange for an easier time through the criminal process. Alaska didn't have the death penalty, but Hansen requested that he be imprisoned out of state to lessen the chance of running across people who knew him or his victims, and that his case be kept out of the major media. 
So the detectives agree, and Hansen was sentenced to life plus 461 years. He died in 2014 at the age of 75. They don't regret that he didn't get the the penalty. Um, one of the detectives said, I would have wished every breath he took had an element of pain to it, but here's how I thought about it. Here's a guy whose passion in life is going out to the wilderness and hunting the great Alaska wild. Instead of being able to do that, he was put in a cell with no view of anything. Forget the mountains. He had horrible air. He was around horrible people. And that to me was his supreme, supreme punishment. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Jesus. Like the guy was fucked up and yeah, sure. He liked hunting, but he also liked hunting. (laughs) Well, the reason why now a lot of people are doing documentaries about it is because he's dead. And so I want to say I saw another documentary about this guy on um, Oxygen, maybe. He was really sick. He looks really... Yeah, he uh, he, was, he was a sick motherfucker, for sure. I, I think... Well, I don't know what I think. I think that the death penalty... Although he did end up caged and... Like, I'm kind of on the, the side of the police officer, like... Yeah. The man, but at the same time, like it's really hard to judge people like that because you know he didn't feel any remorse or sadness for what he had done. Yeah, because I don't think he would have done it 17 times plus another suspected 30 ish times. Yeah, you know, yeah. Well, I mean, he confessed to 17 murders, and I think that they found all 17 of the bodies with his map. But I know, yeah, I was gonna say they're all marked down. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was pretty pretty easy for them um but i i know that they said uh i read that they had to wait it took a while because they had to wait for summer because it was so frozen and they wouldn't have been able to through the snow and the ice they wouldn't have been able to do it so it took a while to get all 17 of the victims and then i don't know how they figured out that he raped another 30 except for the fact that he confessed to doing it i don't know if they actually had you know, if anybody got got any closure from it. Yeah. Surely they would have, though, you think? Uh, maybe That's... some. Maybe not all. Like, well, yeah. And they still don't know who that girl they found on the road was. Poor thing. Still un- unidentified. Like, unclaimed? Like, no, but that's pretty sad. Yeah, that's, uh, she's known as the, whatever that road is, Annie. Sad. But that's my story. I don't know. Kind of just ended. I know. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, that that you'll have to do some make it sound amazing. I'm sure that you will. <laughs> because, nah. Because... nah, I find it pretty cool though that you said murder murdertopia because I was doing my little treadmill walk this morning and I was looking up like topics to talk about and then I got caught up in a topic that I was gonna talk about and then I grossed myself out because it goes back to the types of murder that you talked about. So I might cover it the next episode, but we'll see. Okay. Like, I'm very disturbed it's by it. It's hard, man. It it's is. Hard. But we're all here with you. We're going to yeah. get through it together. So, yeah, I just thought that it was kind of interesting because this guy clearly, clearly had too much free time on his hands. Because, yeah. I mean, you take him home. You send your family off on a European trip. Bring people to your house. Torture. Do your business with them. Right. Yeah. Take them to your plane go up into the Alaskan bush and then let them run naked in the cold and then hunt them down. Like ugh. That'd be hard because it's cold. You're naked. Like there's no way you're not making any sounds unless you've been trained 
by the military. Yeah. Or the, yeah. But, I don't uh, know how many exotic dancers are military trained. Yeah. Yep. So, <laughs> although I feel like they should be, they're in a dangerous line of work. You should probably have some kind of self defense training. Like you need you boo. There's no judgment, but yeah, protect yourself. Oh, maybe that's yeah, an that's idea. The... Like they should offer that to strippers for free. I think. Like I get that you're doing that work to pay for well, whatever yeah. means, but you gotta do what you gotta do. There's no judgment. Everybody's got bills to pay, but yeah, I think that'd be a great idea. Yeah. Offering free self defense classes. Yeah. Somebody and make you, that happen. And you know, for sure, like, there are people out there that would happily give self-defense courses. Oh, for, <laughs> for sure. these ladies. <laughs> Absolutely. So, well, that was pretty good. That, that, like, it's just, I feel like every murder that we've talked about has some sort of psychological issue. Oh, yeah. Like, I want to come across somebody that isn't psychologically unstable like they just even in the I guess if you even found a normal person they'd still have something fucking wrong. I was gonna say I mean a normal person doesn't just pick up a gun and like you know what today I'm gonna do a mass murder. Yep, today I'm gonna murder people. Actually, I'm gonna make it a it's sport. A, it's a it's a sunny day. My bills are paid. Made my coffee. <laughs> Sent my family on a vacation. <laughs> Time to go. All right. Well. So there's your Alaska. There's your Kodiak killer. G. How's that? G. There you go, G. I don't know who you are, G, but there's your Kodiak killer. Yeah, we made one, even though it's not a real thing. We can dub that. I do have some pictures uh, that I'm going to put on the website. I have pictures of him, and he's got, um, I have the picture of the actual map. Uh, I downloaded that, and I've got his mug shot. He's really creepy looking dude, but. I'm sure he is. Uh, let me see. Oh, that's his weapons. Here he is. Let's see. Can I share this with you? I bet you I can. I'm going to put it on the website, but, uh-oh, it's not loaded. Oh, there it goes. Okay, can I wait till you see this picture? Share screen. Start sharing. Can you see? Yep. Is he creepy? Yeah, yeah, yep. No, the whole, like, pimply scarring thing, I can't see. Like, I would have never I don't see that. it either. Yeah. And I wasn't able to see it on any of the other pictures. Yeah. But there he is. There's the psycho. He looks like a person like, you would definitely see in a movie, like a yeah. killer movie. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But <laughs> you would, I mean, if looking at this guy, if you saw this guy in a movie, you're one, he's either the murderer or he's going to be the first one to die. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's kind of. Okay. Well, yeah, that can go away now. Bye. Bye. Gird it out. So right. that was my story. All right. What you got for me? Good story. Where are we going today? Today we're going to Utah. <gasps> Really? Yeah. Let's go. So. Got to make you widescreen. All right. <laughs> you have my undivided attention. All right. So, again, searching for topics. It's always so trying because I want to talk about everything, but I can't talk about everything. And then I get lost in this endless search. And it's amazing how your brain works because I started at one topic and I ended up in Utah. Okay. Yes. Well, let's go to Utah. Well, I mean, we went from Alaska to Utah. Let's do it. All right. Today, I'll be talking about Old Tooele Hospital in Utah. Okay. And I picked this place because it's supposed to be like a place for haunting and paranormal activity. But most of my research did not yield much in the you know, ways of paranormal. Okay. Um, I'll give a little bit of history, what it's known for, and then the things that I found. But I'm kind of skeptical. Okay. All right. I liked it get our skepticism on 
Old Tooele Hospital was actually a residence built in 1873 by Samuel F. Lee as a home for him and his family. In 1913, they decided to move out of that location, and the county turned that residence into a home for the elderly or people that needed special care and supervision. Must have been a huge house. So it went from, yeah, it's actually pretty, pretty large. From there, oh, well, uh, rewind. Um, the locals called it the county poorhouse, and I don't know if that's, like, if it's just because the people that went there, like, the elderly people were in a poor state or what. I, I tried to find more information, but there wasn't really a lot to why they called it this. Maybe it's just because the county didn't have to invest in the building? I don't know. All right, so. Cheap. Yeah. Um, in 1953. The cheap house. <laughs> the cheap house. <laughs> in 1953. Uh, they did a little bit of, like, renovations to the building, and they included individual restrooms and an actual morgue. Before this modification, the building only had one restroom per hallway Ow. and a designated room to store dead bodies, which wasn't even refrigerated. So they would just store these dead bodies in a room until the local mortuary could pick them up. So there's no telling, like, the state oh. of these bodies by the time they got them. Oh, oh, and we're talking about oh. Utah, so, like, if people are dying in the, you know, middle of the summer, ugh. Anyway. I say, I don't think those Christmas tree, uh... <laughs> Air fresheners will do much. Yeah, yeah that's not gonna help. Dang. Okay. All right, um, in 2000, the hospital closed its doors, so it was no, no longer being used as a hospital because the county built a better, bigger, state-of-the-art hospital. So there was no use for this building. They ended up taking half of that building and turning it back into an old person's home. Ugh, why? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's really weird. Like, why go from... Why not just demolish it? Build, like, know. a park? I don't know. But the building is still there. In 2006... They should have had the cocaine clamp. Kim Anderson... No, they didn't. Like, they must have. Uh, or either that or whatever. They should have. <laughs> they should have had the cocaine clamps. Might have helped with the smell. I don't know. Like, does that even go away? What? The smell. All these bodies? Uh, that I don't know because from what I was reading today, a lot of old abandoned hospitals and asylums, they say still smell like sanitation and clean. Like, they smell clean. And I thought that would be weird because you would think they would smell musty or like decaying metal and paint. Could it be res residual smells? Maybe. Might be onto something. But that maybe. All right. So in 2006, <laughs> Kim Anderson created what is called Asylum 49. It still stands. It's in half of the building of the old Tuella Hospital. Mr. Mr. Anderson, Kim Anderson created this as an attraction for the community during Halloween. So. This building has seen it all. Old person home, so, hospital with no actual morgue, like morgue, closed down. Are you, old so I'm trying home. to picture this in my head. Is it still like they're sharing the same building? Yeah. Like the nursing home is still going on? So half of it is, yeah. It, is there like a wall down the middle of this building? Like is it is it like a townhouse? Yeah, it's thing? like, it looks like two wings. So it's like a bubble here. I'll break it up. So the front of it's like a bubble, like a fishbowl type, okay. and it's got, you know, double doors. It's all glass. And then it looks like it has two wings. One wing goes one way and one goes the other. So one part is used for your haunted Halloween attraction, Asylum 49, and like the other half is the old person's home. Yeah. So poor old people, man, because if, if this place really is haunted, like, that's weird. 
and I can assume that the uh, like having a haunted attraction just feeds that energy in there. <sighs> I listen, folks. Mainly nieces and nephews that are going to put me in a home one day. Don't put me in that <laughs> home. <laughs> Do not take me to Utah. Not interested. Don't put me in that home. There's several homes out there. Just don't put me in that one. All right. So at first, Kim refused to believe the paranormal stories surrounding the building. But after much research and time spent at the location, Kim and his wife, Rebecca, had the place investigated by Utah Ghost Organization, or UGO. In 2007, it is said that UGO collected thousands of EVPs, pictures and videos of shadows, apparitions, mists, and orbs, and they also collected other unidentifiable occurrences. Wow. I cannot find any of this. Oh. So I don't know where they're hiding it. It's locked in a vault inside a volcano. It's probably in Area 51. Or two. Two. Or three. Which, yeah. Well, I confuse... Whatever, wherever the government stores top secret stuff and people Naruto run. That is the place. Inside a vault, inside a volcano. With the, uh, what is that? Starburst, Juicy Astratix. Uh, Never. It's Was a that a commercial? <laughs> yeah, I don't watch TV, so. <laughs> it's a last on me. YouTube it. It's hilarious. I will do that after this. Okay. You'll have to remind me. I will. Maybe. All right, so before I get into the ghosty stories of this location, this hospital is also known for two appearances in two popular movies. So the first one is The Fastest Indian, which is a true story about Burt Monroe. I didn't know who the hell Burt Monroe was, so I googled him. And he was a New Zealand motorcycle racer famous for setting an under 1,000cc world record at Bonneville, which is also in Utah. Wow. In 1967... He was 68, and he made motorcycle history by setting a new official land speed record of 184 miles per hour with an unofficial... So, yes, damn. That is too fast on a motorcycle. With an unofficial top speed of 205 miles per hour on a bike that was built in 1920. It was an Indian Scout Streamliner, and he raced it across the Bonneville Salt Flats in Utah. I wonder what he was racing for. Must have been hungry. Taco Tuesday. Had to get across the state. No, he, he, he was a motorcycle racer. I'm pretty <laughs> sure they had like yearly events. Jesus. <laughs> but that's pretty good. Like on a bike that's over 40 yeah. years old. That's insane. That is amazing. Right? Wow. And then the other movie is Stephen King's The Stand. <gasps> M-O-O-N. I love that movie. I would highly suggest if you're a teenager or in high school or in middle school, do not stay up. 3 a.m. watching this movie because you'll be exhausted and you will hallucinate. Like, it, your mind is very awake. Do not recommend. Okay. Though, I do like the, the pyro. It's a great movie, though. And also, stay in school, kids, and don't go 200 miles an hour on a 40-year-old motorcycle. Yeah, don't do it. You're, unless you're a professional motorcycle racer and you're willing to take the possibility of death, do it. Uh, okay. I didn't know that building was in the stand. Yeah, don't worry me either. I was like, man, I really want to rewatch that movie so I can see the building. But for those who have never seen The Stand and those who have never watched Stephen King movies, it's really fucked up. It's a post-apocalyptic dark fantasy that was first published as a book in 1978, and then it was turned into a film in 94. The plot centers on a pandemic of a weaponized strain of the flu that kills almost the world's entire population. Weird. Yeah. <coughs> There are other bits and pieces, but I'm not going to ruin the six-hour-long movie or however long it is. It's a really long movie, but it's really good. 
and my favorite part is M O O N. Yeah. And it, if you've seen the movie, you you get it. That and the guy, the pyro, like the pyromaniac oh, yes. in that movie. He, he's like, hilarious. He's great. Okay. Terrifying, but he's hilarious. Yeah. So now we're going on to the ghost stories. Dun, dun, dun. Ghosties that you can't find anything about. You can't. No, like I found some. I like. It makes it really hard to believe because some of these people get, like, really into it and then they start associating things that don't need to be associated. Yes. So I picked and choose my little bits to talk about because the bits and pieces that I'm going to talk about were actually pretty consistent through all of my searching. So these are the ones I'm sticking with. That's pretty much what I do is I read a bunch of articles and the same stuff, like, that coming on and on, that's what I... Yeah bunch of bits together so hit me with it all right so wait you don't have any touch lamps right no touch lamps. Don't need to touch okay. all right you may proceed thank you <laughs> all right a psychic medium that toured the facility and did her own investigation confirms that there is a spiritual portal said to exist in the hospital it is said that a nurse by the name of maria guards the patrol guards the portal Ooh, reading is hard all right, so <laughs> I know I had difficulties. I'm so glad it's not just me. No, All right. so Maria so guards. Maria guards the portal, and she's a ghost. She is a spirit. Okay. Now, is this on the nursing home side or the asylum side? It doesn't say. Okay. All right. All right. The spirit okay. portal contains a very bright light in which the deceased are highly attracted to. It is said that when the invis- in- individuals die. While being cared for in their old age, they often go towards the light, believing that the portal is to a peaceful afterlife. Okay. However, Maria informs them on the other side, with quotes, that this is not the area that they should go. Where does it go? I don't know. But I don't know if, like... Now I kind of want to go through it. Clearly, she's guarding that portal to keep people from going into it, but where the hell does that portal go? Yeah, and who the fuck comes out of it? Or into it? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, that is all I could find on this portal. But I have so many questions. Yeah, don't worry, me too. <laughs> <laughs> We're, I mean, bright light, isn't that, like... Like, what color is you... it? Is it blue? Is it yellow? Is it, like, white-white? I keep imagining, like, this blue swirly, per- you know, portal. But maybe it's, like, what Doctor Strange creates. Oh, yeah. I don't know. But this is not the side, this is not the area they need to go. So, I don't, like, is she preventing them from going to the other side? Or is she saving them from... She's saving them. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's interesting. All right. So many questions. <laughs> Maybe it's a wormhole to another dimension. But you have to be dead to see it? Yeah. Ooh, maybe it's like a reincarnation portal. <gasps> to your alien life? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. It is very interesting, though. It's just strange, like, and the psychic medium is the one that was able to pull all this information. So it doesn't give a name, though. So how do I, like, how do I find more on this? I don't know. I'll have to keep looking. And I'll, if I find anything new, then I'll let you know. To be continued. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, it is said that a patient by the name of Wes haunts the structure. Doesn't say what in. He passed away and seems to be a bit confused and scared. Are we recording? Yes. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Technical difficulties. 
technical difficulties, I will put intermission music back in that. Like, yes. When you listen to it, it's going to be great. Okay. I'm sorry about my part. You're going to have a lot of editing editing and you're going to take this part out too, but it's fine. Okay. We're good. We're going. Okay. It is said that a patient by the name of Wes haunts the structure. When he passed away, it was said that he had Alzheimer's disease. Alzheimer's. How do you say that? It's like Alzheimer's. There's no T. No, we're just going to. Technology is a godsend. Oh, oh, you know, where would we be without that? Cause I call it I call it all old timers all the time, and I get made fun of. I call it old timers. Old timers, yes, I've called it that too. I I suffer right, sure. Here we go. Alzheimer. 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 Okay, here we go again. It is said that a patient by the name of Wes haunts the structure. When he passed away, no, he passed away, and seems to be a bit confused and scared. At the time of his death, it was believed that he had Alzheimer's, and the confusion from this condition continues to burden him and his spiritual. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, so he's a very scared and confused ghost. Jesus needs to send one of his angels down and just go pick him up. Yeah, like, what's he still doing? He is known to stay in the room that he was assigned to in life, and he also is seen hanging outside of, in the hallway just outside of his room. Oh. Now, there was a video that I was able to find. Cannot remember what website. I think it was on the Asylum 49 website okay. videos that we've done. I'm a fucking scaredy cat, so I'm, like, watching this and waiting for it to be, like, one of those creepy Facebook ghosts in my facing. So I only <laughs> watched half of it. But you can clearly see, like, the shadow at the end of the hall moving around, and it looks like they just kind of stand in the middle and then stare at their room and then stand in the middle, and it looks like they start to walk towards the room, and then I stop the video because... Got it. Because yeah, that's, when, that's mm-hmm. when shit gets real. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I stopped the video. It's possible that that is old Wes, and he's just kind of hanging just out. Just hanging out. Yeah. Chilling. Oh, poor thing. It says that a medium can't has come to the hospital and attempted to assist him in crossing over into the afterlife, but had no success. Uh, she discovered that there was an entity that stays very close to him when he is in the hallway, and this entity is described as being very dark. Mm. In my other research and fucking ghost adventures, like watching <laughs> it now, it's <laughs> oh my god, oh my god! Like it's just some of the stuff they do is fucking retarded. Oh, I know, I know. When they're doing their, like, personal interviews, regardless if it's staged or not, and in some of the other readings that I've read, it talks about a dark man. And they say, like, anytime they think that this guy, like, the spirit is around, uh, the room gets really cold and dark. Like, it just becomes very uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's about as much as I could get. I wonder why those shadow figures, like, do they, are they... Are, like, are they supposed to be, like, collecting souls? Is that what's happening? Is that why whenever there's a, a shadow or a black, you know, figury thing? I wonder, like, I don't understand the purpose. Like, why do they keep people where they are? Why not just let them go? I don't know. Is America, bitch. We're free. Let them go. Uh, no. No. I don't Watch. think that works in the afterlife. It's a good try, though. Probably does for aliens. let's see there are several other spirits that are said to haunt the old hospital their names are richard 
James, Ned, Peter, and even Jessica, who is a young child. Oh, mm, children. Many of ghosts. these spirits have made themselves known to the visitors, employees, as well as the Utah Ghost Organization. These individuals have heard the voices, seen their apparitions, and experienced events in which these spirits have made themselves known. On the ghost hunts or hauntedrooms.com, it says that there's also the sound of a child's voice uttering the words, Daddy shot. Sorry. The UGO claims that these words come from a ghost of a child who was accidentally shot by his father. <gasps> oh, that's so tragic. There's also... I'm trying to find it. Um, they also say that Samuel L. Lee, the guy that built the building originally, is said to continue to put like walk the halls of the hospital. As oh, if wow. he never left it. Like He put his whole soul into building this structure yeah, for his family. Yeah, well, that's his home. Yep, so it's said that him and sometimes a young child, so they don't know if it's one of his kids or one of the other mini-spirit kids that are haunting this place. The other place that I found my information, of course, uh, hauntworld.com, asylum49, and hauntedplacestogo.com. So very, you know, reliable sources. Oh, of of course. But again, I had a really hard time finding anything super... Well, with all the history of the building, you would think. Yeah. Like, you would honestly think there's some goal. I mean, there's a portal. Yeah. And Nurse Ratchet is guarding it. Maria. You're not allowed to go through. And now I want to see. I feel like if it were you and I, we would make a distraction and then we would both go through just to see. Granted, we may regret it the moment we went through the portal, but. Uh, no, let's not do that. Could be fun. It could be, or very torturous, like a very I long afterlife. Yeah. But yeah, that is all I found. I found some other ridiculous things, you know, like uh, old people, like the older people that are getting care there. If they see a small child, that usually means that them or somebody close to them in the home will die soon. Wow. Again, I that like I could only find that on one page, so I don't know how yeah. true it is. They say that room six is where the dark entity hangs out. Somebody took it upon themselves to put two extra sixes on the door. Lovely, of course. They also said... I found it the most interesting and I've lost it. Nope, it's gone. Wow, just like that. Just vanished. Mm -hmm. It went in the portal. It must (laughs) <laughs> oh, um, a lot of the older patients, like the old people will say that um, they've already, the nurse in white has already come to tend to them and that they don't need care. So I wonder if that is also Maria, like nobody is given a name, but the nurses that actually work there, like none of their uniforms are white, Oh. but this, you know, nurse will come by each room and care for patients. Well, that would make sense because back then nurses were all white. Yeah. So makes sense. Yeah. So they found that very interesting. And they also said that her tending to the patients is also a sign that their passing is close. Wow. Yeah. So that is what I have for the old, that was interesting. old Tooele Hospital in Utah. That was really interesting. I'm really curious about the portal, though. I kind of wanted to be more scared. Like, I wanted to be... Um, don't get me wrong. I am a scaredy cat. <laughs> I was like, hold on. <laughs> but I wanted to see more creepy things like, you know, Amityville horror type stuff, like pictures of actual faces and stuff. So I could be even more creeped out and have bad dreams. That's what I was going for. 
Oh, maybe you should do the Amityville hoarder. 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 Horror. No, nope. No. No, thank you. Oh, okay. No. I'm guessing that you can come back through the portal since your idea came back to you. Nah. Once You're out of control. Portal came back. <laughs> hey, You're out of it's control. <laughs> it's just logic. I just find that interesting. Like, it's guarded by a spirit who tells people don't go in it. Like, this is not where you want to go. I wonder if maybe the portal belongs to the, the dark shadow entity? figure. Yeah. There are so many unknowns. I know. Maybe he made it all bright and beautiful, and everybody's like, yeah, we'll go through here, and Nurse Ratchet's like, mm, probably not a good idea. Why don't we go this way? So what is she? where does she direct him? If, she, if you can't go through the portal, do you probably go out the door? just go haunt. Do they open a window? Just, just, go, go, out the just window? go back to your room. Go back to your room. <laughs> just go back to your room. You're, you're here for eternity, unless you decide to reincarnate. But yeah, so haunted or not, that is Old Tooele Hospital. Gone through many phases in its life. Oh. Still a haunted attraction. And I think the most recent like report that I read said that they finally closed the old person's home, but it's conflicting, so I don't know if it's still an operation or I not. Do. Yeah. Well, I mean, that... Uh, yeah. They probably got tired of little kids, you know, denoting the deaths of old people. Yeah. Well, and if you've got a or a place with that much history, I mean, how are they, how, how, you're supposed to go into a nursing home and, like, relax, man. Enjoy life. Uh, you know, a nurse. I'm sure in. We'll play bingo. <laughs> they probably have bingo put, nights. <laughs> go eat your pudding. You're not supposed to be haunted. Yeah. And you shouldn't have an attraction right next door. Imagine all that loud music. Ooh. Yeah, isn't that weird? That's weird. That's strange. Like, why would, why? Why make it into some creepy Halloween, like, scare attraction? With a nursing home next door. And give poor, poor grandma a heart attack. Possible paranormal activity. Yeah. Why piss off the ghosts? I don't know. Ask fucking Zach Vegan. He gives me a headache. He does. <laughs> he does. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching that like I think I watched every Ghost Adventures episode on deployment in 2000 and I don't even remember when and I would always watch them at night because why not and at the well, time I would always get like really freaked out oh my god and now like watching it I'm like how one did I tolerate this and two he does some really dumb shit uh, on Discovery Plus they have this paranormal genre that you can click on and it has all the paranormal uh, shows that they do okay. on Discovery. Mm -hmm. And I found one, and these guys cracked me up. It's the Ghost Brothers, and it's these three black men that go into these really haunted places. Yeah. And they are so funny. Oh my god, like, it. it I, I don't know how to describe it. It's just freaking hilarious. So if you ever get time, I would look them up because I I was laughing so hard. Eric was like, what are you watching? I was like, some ghost show that I just found. And he was like, why are you laughing at a ghost show? And I was like, because <laughs> their reactions I feel in my soul. Like, yeah, that is exactly how, you know, you're going to wet yourself. And but they're just hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. And I really enjoy watching them. Yeah, it's probably so. a lot better than Zach Bagan. The screaming. Yes. <gasps> Show yourself, ghost. If you're demonic, show yourself. Are you high, bro? Anyway. 
Yay! To wrap up this a terrible, oh, interesting murder yeah. mystery. Murder. Scene. We actually did murder and paranormal. Look yeah, that. look at us go. We're you know we're gonna stick to the name, kind of. Kind of. Courtesy of Coach Humphrey's history facts. Yeah. Something nice and interesting to wrap it all up. Hit me with it. A first aid kit was found in 2,000 years old shipwreck. It contained pills made of ground up vegetables, herbs, and plants such as celery, carrots, and chestnuts, and was so well sealed that they miraculously survived being underwater for two millennia. Wow. That's really neat. Yeah. And there's a picture. I'll share the picture with you. Okay. We'll put it on the Put it on the uh, web page. Uh, if you want to hear more of Coach Humphrey's fun facts, he actually has a Facebook page. Yep, it's called Coach Hump's History Facts. Look him up. He's got some cool stuff on there. He uh, randomly goes off and just posts random things, but he does uh-huh. post some pretty cool facts, and I appreciate them when I'm taking a mental break at work. So, mm-hmm. yep, it's fun to fun to kind of scope that page out. Hey, well. You can find us at where can we where can we be found? Facebook, Instagram, uh, at Coffee Chaos Chatter. Uh, Instagram we have the little uh, underscores in between Coffee Chaos Chatter. Yep. Yeah. Um, you can email us if you have a wonderful topic idea. Uh, or you have a topic you want us to both discuss, or you have a topic that you want just one of us to discuss, email us at coffeechaoschatter at gmail.com. Mom, did you hear that? Email us um, <laughs> your ideas, and we'll uh, we'll do the best we can. Yep. And don't forget to like us. Give us a rating. Follow us. Follow us. Give us a little thumbs up. Check out our website. Check out our website, coffeechaoschatter.com. It's where we post all the links and pictures of our findings. And you can get yeah. the, all the podcast medias from that page as well. Yes. Yeah. Yep. You can get all, you can, uh, pretty much our website has like everything you, you need and want from us. Yep. One more quick little story that I meant to mention that my cousin requested I talk about. <gasps> oh. Yep. So growing up. My cousin would come over. Well, both of my cousins. And in the summer months, we would get the haunting from Mrs. Ghosty. Mrs. Ghosty. She would be in the pool as well. And it like we tried to ward her off. And sometimes. Did you use sage? No, couldn't put sage in the pool. Just like it gets wet. And we couldn't. Oh, yeah. yeah. Counterclockwise is easy to do, but there's no corners in a pool, you know? We had the yeah. brown pool. Yeah. So, but Miss Ghosty, Miss <sighs> Ghosty continued to persevere and she would torment us until we got in trouble by my parents and then mrs ghosty turned into my sister i love it yeah so mrs ghosty that is the haunting story of mrs ghosty got it during the summer in texas that was terrifying wasn't it it was i my heart where's my heart rate look at that i'm up to 109 jeez you done (laughs) (laughs) there you go cuz excellent Told the story. Told the ghosty story. That was good. That was good. That was good. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Next week. For another episode of Coffee Chaos Chatter. Coffee Chaos Chatter. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye.